welcome to Mental Talks, a podcast aimed at fighting the stigma around mental health. My name's Paul Hanna. I'm Luce Okay. And I'm Ryan North. And each episode will openly discuss topics relating to mental health. Hello and welcome to season two, episode three of Mental Talks. I'm Paul Hanna. I'm Luce Okay. And I'm Ryan North. And I'm going to pass over to Lewis to talk about our sponsor. Our sponsor, yes. Big thanks to our sponsor, Revival Fitness. We haven't heard much of them because gyms are still closed. But is it 12th of April? Everything reopens. 12th of April, yep. everything reopens. Get yourself down to Revival Fitness. They have a special offer on their membership at the moment. I think it's 19.99 if you join before the 12th of April. Fantastic gym. I can't wait to, re- to rejoin and go. I've decided I'm going to choose that gym, even though it's a travel. I'm going to go there. Uh, Ryan, I uh, would like to see you there. Yep. Paul, you're going to come down. I'll have a a little gander, yeah. Obviously, Revival isn't near where I live, but, you know... It's not near where I live either, but... (laughs) I've heard good things, and it's it's definitely... Very good things. Fantastic. They've got some new merchandise. I think we should all invest in one of their uh, distressed hoodies, they call them. Go check them out on their Instagram. Their links will be in our video. Awesome. Awesome. But, yeah, I cannot wait for this half of April. First of all, get rid of this mop. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, Paul, I'm loving the mop, to be honest. It's oh, I hate it. hate it's it. It's covering up your um, um, aging forehead. looks. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> 12th of April. Cannot wait. It's been yeah. a year tomorrow since Boris announced wow. that from midnight, all pubs, restaurants, gyms, leisure centres must close. Can you, can you believe it's been a year? You know what? It's been, it doesn't feel like a year because time has weirdly just slowed down during this process. It's been a slow year, hasn't it? It has been a slow year. It and it's been interesting because it's been so up and down as well. It's not been consistently, um, like, we've not been locked down consistently. We've been out and then we've been in, then we've been in tears. So it's been a very, it, it's kind of reminds me of that song Emotional Roller Coaster, to be honest, because it really has been around the, the, the journey has been in a year. I was going to say that. Goalkeeper. We could go with Goalkeeper <laughs> if you want this, but yeah, I think it's really positive. There's some really good dates to go after now, and definitely normality is returning. Hopefully. The uh, the roadmap to success, I think. Yeah, to success. I cannot wait. I just absolutely cannot wait. The gym, the gym's opening is going to be re- revolutionary. Tell you what it um, is resolutionary is yeah paul agrees with me on this because he knows you know i've been feeling a bit rubbish since the turn of the year that gym it's that that not having it is slowly eating away at me day by day because yep. that sanctuary that place where i go to release everything to that therapy session i have with myself for 90 minutes two hours a day five times a week for a whole year has gone because i know they reopened yeah. for a little bit but you just couldn't get back into the swing of things. And then they went, yep, we're closing them again. So hopefully from the 12th of April, we all have a bit of consistency back in our life. Hashtag tunnel vision will be returning. Yes. Like it. I can't Um, wait. And yeah, I can't wait to just have that therapy session five days a week where I can just de-stress, not worry about anything for 90 minutes and get on with the the goal I had in mind, which unfortunately has gone backwards by a a few uh, pounds on the scales, but (laughs) <laughs> it happens. It happens. It does. Boats, aren't they? Except the really, really dedicated people that have managed to 
stick to home workouts, running, cycling. I've fair play to them, hats off to them. Yeah, no, fair play. I mean, it's been a very interesting time for everyone this year because there's so many different curveballs being thrown out. And I think some people have really tried to uh, pursue with fitness and mental health and all the kind of stuff they, they know that will help them. But then you throw in homeschooling and you know furlough and, and all these other bits. It's been really hard for some people. And you've got to remember that some people's um, things could be as simple as meeting up with friends or simply family members that they've been not able to do. Um, doing like football training some people love that and there's lots of different things that people use to de-stress and help their mental health that haven't been available for them yeah um, yeah so hopefully this roadmap is for people out there that have been really struggling and their kind of thing that they look you know love to do and help some de-stress is coming back for them soon yeah. um, and hopefully people can go back onto that journey and um, really support their mental health because um, I know a lot of people are struggling at the moment so I'm struggling. Obviously, Lewis, you, you've mentioned about it, but I seriously am. You know, I, I regularly, I'm so glad I take photos of myself in the gym and videos because I regularly look at them just to remind myself of the pro, the progress that I was making mm-hmm. and how much fun the gym actually is and how much I enjoy it and how much it was helping. Um, so, yeah, I just cannot wait to get back in there. I'm, I'm the opposite. I saw a picture from a year ago in the gym <laughs> and it really upset me because I thought I've, I've let myself go I've, I've, but it's not really I mean it is a bit my fault you know I could have stopped eating as well and been a good diet but I'm going to get back to the, that person that I was because I know yeah. I will have that dedication I love and I'm sure a lot of people will I, I can imagine they're going to be absolutely rammed when we reopen yeah. or people will be scared to still go to these places because of you know COVID it's still about unfortunately yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what the next what, three, three, six months bring us. I think it'd be really interesting to reflect in three months when we do a podcast to talk around what we think, feel now and how people are and how things have changed. I think that'd be really good. A bit of a moment in time, I suppose. Um, yeah, it's, it's been time. It's been so long that we've been in. We've been in a lockdown. It'll actually probably feel strange being out of a lockdown, you know, and and. Obviously, we had we'd never been in a lockdown mm-hmm. this time last year, and you know now it's a very very common word. You know, I can't because lockdown, and you know whether it's using an excuse or a mm-hmm. just just a reason behind things and a reason why maybe business is slow or so on and so forth. But the fact that lockdown is due to be lifted, it's it's an incredible feeling. It just means. Mm-hmm the next year for this country is probably going to be so different, you know? Yeah. Are we going to see people losing their jobs, people losing their homes, people losing what they, whatever they own because of this pandemic? It's, it's going to be a, a tough one. I think the hardest part is still to come because yeah. you know, paying back for this last year. Oh, I, I, I was in the boat this time last year. I was like, yeah, yeah, be over couple April. weeks that's it yeah lockdown they'll lift it in a month's time and everything will be fine we'll all be back to normal and then yeah wow one one year can you believe it since do you remember watching that press conference with boris yeah yeah do you know what i, I remember sitting there thinking oh, you know what's this gonna be never graph um but i think it was a moment that the nation fully were all switched on the telly sat 
around it and kind of really reflecting and, and listening to the words of it and what that meant. But I also think that people didn't realise the extent and the time is going to go on. I think a lot of people thought, oh, this would be like a month, you know, clear it out of the air and happy days. And I don't think, I don't think anyone, even even Boris anticipated that would still be a year on in some sort of restrictions of life. And I think it's really, I think reflecting on it, how people live is different. And some, some of these changes that we've had to experience will continue for the rest of our lives now. And, you know, the new norm is queuing up outside the shop. Can you believe that? We used to moan at queuing up at a ride at Alton Towers and now we're yeah. queuing up outside of... And, and who would ever imagine that's would be happening? Who would ever imagine we all walking around with face masks, you know, couldn't meet with family, couldn't even sit on a bloody bench with someone else from a different household? Who who would know that in our lifetime we'd experience that sort of stuff? Um, and I think it's been really challenging because we've lost so many good people along the way for various different things, COVID, mental health and other things. And the damage has been done for a lifetime I think now for some people and there's lots of moments that I was reading about you know simple things around people not being able to see their first child being born people not being able to go to a funeral or spending the last kind of few moments with a loved one because they couldn't go into the hospital um and 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 so many different things around children waking up and not having both their parents because of one's been lost to covid or other things and yeah i think it's 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 mad you know the the death toll number does not justify the other numbers of people that have lost their lives or struggling at the moment so we'll never understand the extent of that um but who would know that these statistics and these feelings across the the world would be um still here today and when that announcement was made by Boris I don't think anyone anticipated all this stuff to come um so I think it's been a very interesting year and I yes. think it's gonna be good to go and do the things that we enjoy doing it's gonna be good to meet with people and like physically rather than over this bloody camera and I just think it's yeah. gonna be good to start enjoying life again it'd be nice to record the podcast all together yeah. We'd have to work yeah. on the logistics yeah. of that. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So there's lots good. of things, lots yeah. of good things to come. So I have a question. I'm not on question time yet, but I think this is quite relatable to what we are now. What is the first, or what's the most, what is the thing you're most looking forward to? Jim. When you come out of lockdown? Jim. It's up Jim. Jim. The gym, and you know, I want to be able to go and have a cup of tea and give my nan and granddad a hug. And I would, I've seen them, obviously, from the doorstep, but, you know, I just, I see them, their face when you go around and see them. And they, they, it must be killing them to not be able to properly see their grandkids, like birthdays, Christmas. So, yeah, up the gym and being able to go and see people, meet up with friends, you know, mm. like, Ryan, come, come to the gym, we'll go, we can go for a coffee after without yeah. feeling like we're, you know, having yeah. to skulk around and hide from the police. I know Ryan is the police now, but <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to the gym, obviously, haircut, obviously. Um and another two things. One, going into a shop without a mask, but I don't know when that is happening. Um yeah. do you guys know when that's happening? If it's happening? I think those restrictions have been said they'll be in for a long time. 
Mm, yeah, so but I am looking forward to that to be honest when that happens. Um, and obviously, because of my children, just you know, when leisure centers open so we can go swimming and just when things start opening, so I can actually take the boys somewhere and and have fun, you know, rather yeah. than being stuck indoors and you know, praying that a bit of sunshine comes in the garden so we can go out. And I mean, it's been great, but. You know, it's. I want to get out there. I want to get out there with them and go and explore the world, take them places, and yeah, I just can't wait. What about yourself, Ryan? Meeting family, definitely. Um, doing things that I enjoy, not having to um, think about one. I could, you know, if I want to go out for dinner somewhere, meet someone like Toby Garfer with Lewis or something, not worrying around. Or is it in a different tier so I can't meet up or different house? Yeah. All that, all that yeah. nonsense. And I just think about having no restrictions on what I want to do within reason. Um, you know, it's just mad how many things you have to kind of, oh, is that within the rules or is that outside the rules now? So yeah. I just think just living a life without COVID rules, I think is going to be best. Not having to wear a mask when we go into a shop. Um, you know, keep walking on different sides of the street when someone walking near you. All these random things. It would just be nice to go back to normal, I think. I, I, I find that when I'm, when I'm walking you know you're on a path you're walking towards someone it's like you almost feel obligated to put yourself in yeah. danger and walk on the road yeah. to avoid close contact because <laughs> covid's more dangerous than getting hit by a car yeah. or something. just turn your head slightly because you think COVID's yeah going around. <laughs> yeah yeah it's um it's a strange world we live in right now it is. Talking of uh, the world we live in, so we're going to slightly think, we've discussed this already between us because we told, I told you to watch it, but Roman Kemp's documentary. Mm-hmm. Really yes. highlighting mental health at the moment and um, really powerful, I think. I um, mm. don't know what you thought of it. Yeah, so um, obviously massive shout out to, to Roman Kemp. Um, obviously he's gone through what he's gone through and he's on his own journey and it was really as you said really powerful to see him speak about his you know what he's gone through and you know he's got in touch with other people um in different parts of the world that you wouldn't necessarily i don't think when i was you know he spoke to 14 15 year olds and when i was that age i wasn't talking about how i felt with my friends you know and it was it was really nice to see that that age that age group 14 15 16 year olds are actually they feel like it's normal to talk about their feelings with their friends you know if they're sad Mm -hmm. and upset and things like that and it's it's remarkable it's it's brilliant you know i was i was pretty much in tears watching it because i just felt it was a, it was an incredibly powerful documentary. Yeah, um, yeah. I didn't realize felt... that Roman suffered himself with mental health. No, no. Um, but that's it. He's 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 in the eye of everyone. You know, he's a TV presenter. He's he's on the radio and he's meeting all these famous people, doing interviews and things like that. And he his job is to have a smile on his face, pretty much. Yeah. And yeah. you know, you hear it through the the tone of his voice. He needs to be that guy, you know, he does the early early morning show and he needs to be that guy waking everyone up. So, yep. you know, there's a prime example of 
just put you know paint what's the what's the word paint painting a smile on your face yeah yeah and, and just pushing it to the side and it's yeah as i said take my hat off to him if i had a hat i'd take it off oh because obviously in the documentary as well i haven't watched it yet ryan mentioned it about caroline flack you know another high high profile suicide that yeah. just highlighted the fact that this could be anyone and, and it's what i say yeah. it's why we do this podcast it could be the person next to you mm-hmm. at work it could be your friend anybody could be going through something so you know i thought it was really powerful roman put but i have to just reach out to someone make sure they're okay um just ask them yeah. how, how you're doing because you know god god forbid you wake up the next day and it's one of your friends that has committed suicide because they felt that they couldn't talk and reach out to someone i think watching both what really um was quite interesting is if you look as a um, just a typical person, you scroll through Roman's Instagram and all that sort of stuff. Life is great for him. You know, he's got a good career. He's got lots of good friends and he has a good laugh every day. And there's never a hint of any sadness or struggle in anything you see. And I know Instagram is only a small snapshot, but when you listen to his shows and stuff, he generally seems like such a bouncy person. There's no issues in his life. And similar to Caroline Flack as well, very bubbly person, yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't notice a difference. And there's an element to being on Spotlight, but I think what was really powerful to me is that everyone is on Spotlight. So we're not celebrities, but we always, we will put on a show when we're around people similar to celebrities. We won't, we won't reveal too much. But, you know, you kind of scratch the surface and they, everyone struggles um in different ways and on different levels and i thought that was really interesting because i think it's the first time where probably some younger people that are quite you know fans of caroline and roman have watched those documentaries probably realize now it is it's it's okay not to be okay i suppose is the, the thing i kind of looked at because they're influenced aren't they and if influencers can feel down and struggle and take tablets and stuff to to support themselves then it's acceptable yeah. for you to do it as well and you should know that anyway, but it sometimes helps seeing those people in those kind of positions. Um, and it was really sad to watch, especially in moments around his friend Joe, who obviously used to be his producer. And he talked around that there was absolutely nothing that Joe let off to say he was struggling or he was he was in that position where he didn't know where to go and all that sort of stuff. It, it's really yeah. scary. That was the scariest bit of documentary for me, that you know, there was no signs at all. And for someone that was going through it as well, you would have thought maybe they picked up a little bit, but nothing. That's quite yeah, scary. Yeah, it is. It's dangerous. It's dangerous because everyone has their own coping mechanisms. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it is scary. It's absolutely scary. What my sort of takeaway from that was the fact that, you know, I think the documentary and what's going on in the world with regards to mental health now, it's allowing, you know, people, not necessarily all the time, the younger generation, but it's allowing people to recognise their feelings and recognise that, yes, this is, you know, it may not be depression, but it's, you know, this is a form of mental health and I need to I need to act on it. I need to, as in, you know, talk to someone, you know, I need to, it's, it's helping people understand that, 
there's help out there when the, when they yeah. do feel when they do feel a bit down or it helps I think it's helping people understand what they're feeling to be honest yeah, yeah. I 100% agree we, would we have had these kind of documentaries or people speak out if we weren't during COVID I don't really don't think we would have to be honest because um, with things that have paused during COVID I think people had a lot of time to reflect um, and, and not being rude to the people I spoke about but the reality is that networks are really struggling for content because they can't film massive things like dramas and all this sort of stuff or movies. So actually, these people that probably did want to speak out, so Romans probably want to do something for a while, have probably never even had the time of day from the networks to say, can I film this documentary? Can we put it on prime time? Never had that opportunity. So as much as COVID's brought some lot of sadness and loss, it's also brought some really good benefits around this sort of stuff yeah. for people to share experiences. But it's also very disappointing, as I spoke to you about this before, that it's taken a pandemic for people to talk about things and for it to be acceptable and to now have businesses have mental health first aids and all these other bits that should have been there anyway. It is disappointing. That and that's the sad thing. And yeah, that's quite the fact that businesses have, have waited until something yes. drastic has happened for them to put yeah. things in place to support colleagues. You know, if we... If we hadn't got the pandemic, like you said, Ryan, would would my former employees have created mental health ambassadors for the region for the regions and would no. would they no, have they put things in place? Would big companies invest money in mental health first aid? And the sad thing is, is that mental health doesn't stop whether there's a pandemic, whether there's not a pandemic. Those people that have been suffering have suffered regardless. And then obviously the pandemic has made more people suffer, more people realise that they've got some kind of mental health issue that they need to solve. And, you know, there's probably been people along this journey that have struggled with mental health and then this pandemic has just been the end for them and they've, unfortunately, they've probably taken their lives. So I I don't know what the statistics are. I think you'd probably find out more next year how bad it's been. So yeah, it's, it's disappointing, but hopefully this is a learning curve for businesses, for communities, for the go- I really hope the government take a lot of initiative from this moving forward and really make mental health such a focus and really drive that need to help people. Definitely, definitely. I just think... It's it's just been recognised. It's been recognised as as something rather than, you know, perhaps you're overthinking sort of thing. It's mental health has been absolutely recognised, and that people are doing things about it. Companies are doing things about it. The government are doing yep. things about it, and that's that's exactly what we want. You know, that's exactly what people need. So it's been uh, it's been crazy. It's been absolutely crazy. But what I am going to ask is, um, a lot has happened over the last year. What, what's, what's new? What's going on? Ryan, tell me something brand new. What's going on in my life? Oh, my life. Where do I start? Um, so, I think firstly, I started a new job during the pandemic. Um, nice. I work from home. This is this box I sit in is my workplace, which is mad. Um, never met my team never i haven't been in the office since the pandemic starts so mad um i volunteer for my uh, local police force as well so that's been an experience lots of training wow. lots of work to do that sort of stuff awesome. um and i think 
a different outlook on life is what's new for me this year. Okay. Different priorities, different, I think people that I'd typically text once a month or something, I'll reach out to them more often so the pandemic yeah. has encouraged me to make sure everyone's okay and, and be more social. So yeah, that's what's new in the, the life of Ryan. Lewis, what's new? I mean, this year it's been thrown up uh, a lot in the last year, I believe. Um, I moved out, got a new job, put weight on, got engaged. Uh, yes. The way to get engaged was like congratulations. congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, for for me, you know, the pandemic's been good. It's it's been hard. Though. I'm not gonna lie. I've you know, I've, probably this this time last year, my mental health was stable. Yeah. because I had the resources in place to manage it. And then it was quite weird because the first three months I, I didn't really struggle. I'm not sure if that was because of the people I was around at work. You were seeing them more. Um, and then gradually, I'd, I'd say the last three months this year, the start since the start of this year, I've just been, it's just been draining me every day, coming home, no release. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to what, the next year brings whenever the lockdown ends we start fresh we go again you know we get we're getting older this year wiser hopefully um yeah there's not a lot new nothing really much to talk about um started reading a book so i'll tell you what book? I'll, 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 uh, I'll introduce the book to the podcast hold on talk amongst yourselves <laughs> so i picked this book up off uh, i don't know if you could see it yes yeah uh, eliminate negative thinking uh, it's only a small book, nothing bad. But um, I'm one of these people, I overthink. I yep. overthink about every little bit of situation. And often when I overthink, it becomes negative, and I think the worst. So I'm really trying to make sure that I turn those negative thoughts and that negative overthinking into positive positive thoughts, positive overthinking. It's uh, it's a bit crazy how you, you've said the word negative and things like that, because my brother... My brother sent me a sent me a photo. One of them quotes. It was something like, um, "Once you get negative thoughts or people out of your life, negative things stop happening." Mm. And that's absolutely true. If you're in, you know, if you're in a negative mindset, negative things will happen to you, and you'll be like, "Oh, oh God," you know. But if you have a positive outlook on life, positive things will happen. Yes, life happens, and that's not always good. But positive things will happen more so than if you are negative all the time. So, yeah, interesting that you brought that up. To be honest, he only sent it. He only sent it to me the other day. So, um, is anyone going to ask me? Is anyone going to ask me? What's new? Hey, Paul, um, forgot about you. How, how's things? Right, hold on a minute. I just wanted to talk about something else towards about lockdown. So. Go on. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm dying um, here. <laughs> Mr. Paul Hannah, the stage is yours. What is new in your life? So, you bought a house or something? Yes. Did you buy a house? Now. Yes. Yeah. Did you? Yes, I mentioned it, hasn't he? <laughs> Fantastic. So, so I am now a fully fledged. Homeowner. Hair loving homeowner. Hair loving homeowner. I'm now a homeowner. So uh got the keys, fifth Feb. Um it was an absolute must that the house would be livable in that day. I've got the kitchen done, I got everything done, got everything doesn't need decorating. 
but mm -hmm. it's very very livable there's it's um i do like your wallpaper it's quite, it's quite yeah nice. it's all right it's all right but um but yeah i just got everything ready for uh i i had theo my eldest on saturday so I'm, it was got the keys on the friday had him on the saturday morning i was picking him up and it was an absolute must that i'd get everything ready for him so i could introduce the house to him and daddy's and theo's house um and yeah, it just went so well. It was just amazing. Like I'd, I dreamed it into reality and I'd made it happen. So that, it was quite emotional for me, to be honest. And it was just absolutely amazing. But, but yeah, over a month in, um, it's going well. You know, things things are looking good and loving the house, absolutely loving it. It's, um, it feels nice to have my own space and have our own space you know me and me and the two boys and mm. it's just it's a new chapter it's a new chapter um so, yeah, absolutely loving it Lots thanks of for, for all of us thanks for asking oh yeah sorry paul <laughs> no it's been it's it's interesting to hear everyone that everyone's had some significant yeah. changes here for the they positive have, yeah. though lots of positive changes for the better so definitely yeah wow so lewis what's next on the uh, the old agenda we have uh, been waffling a bit, and it's uh, a bit of question time. Bit of cheeky question time. Ooh, cheeky. Well, I've already asked my. I've already answered, asked the question. Yours didn't count because you did say. Yeah, it's not question time, time yet. So go again. Go again. All right. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Probably going to steal um, one of my uh, questions that I've got in mind because that's how Ryan works. I've got it. Okay. If you met yourself this time last year, uh, what one piece of the, um, advice would you give to handle lockdown? I just want to stop you there because I'm sure this question has been asked very recently. And I think you're recycling I, questions. I, I, Lewis, <laughs> I don't know what you're on I, about. I, I am sure. I'm sure our listeners out there will be like, I've heard this question before. I'm sure if you listen back on our podcast, very no, recently. I, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. No, no. No, I know what's happened. It's it's the first draft. That's what you're thinking of. Yes, Lewis. You're thinking of that episode that never aired because, um, you know. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties because nah, you can answer I'm this question because you've had time question. to think about it. What would I tell? Um, I, I remember answering this question. I remember <laughs> answering this question because I said the one thing I tell myself this time last year is go out and buy gym equipment, buy fitness equipment. <laughs> I don't remember this, Louis. Yeah, you do. That's remember. a great answer. <laughs> I would. I tell myself, look, this thing's going to last a year. It's not going to be over in two weeks. Stop being stupid. Go out to Argus and just raid. Get the gym equipment in because yeah. I mean the price of weights went up to more than gold. Massive. Yeah. Um yeah. and I just tell myself, you know, stay focused. It's not mm -hmm. gonna be forever, but it's gonna be tough. But we, you know, we can always say, What would you do if you, you were mm. this person a year ago? But yeah, fantastic question, Ryan. Um, no worries, never been used before, Lewis. To, uh, so find the clip of that question. You will not. I, I know exactly what you've done, Lewis. No, no, you no, get, no, you no, no, done. No, no, You're having I, a bit of deja vu. I remember <laughs> answering that question because you all agree no, with me. Lewis, I, I think you. But Paul, <laughs> yes, um, so, over to you. <laughs> it, pretty much the same answer, to be honest. Probably not go and buy stuff. Um, probably buy some bits. Um, but more, more to the point of just stay focused on 
my goals you know mm. i sort of as everyone did thought it was a bit of a holiday to start with the sun was out yeah. sun was shining and that was it you know and you sort of lapsed is it lapsed um i don't know yeah, yeah concentration lapse let's say that was the problem it, is that the first lockdown started and the weather just became incredible it yeah. did i don't know yeah. what happened it just went yeah we're all in lockdown but here's 20 degrees out guns out Go and buy trampolines, go and buy swimming pools, go and buy whatever. It was that, and then the fences. As soon as the weather turned and it got miserable, wet, yeah. grey, the, lo- yeah. the, the lights, it went dark at like three o'clock in the afternoon. That's when everyone's mood then really changed. Yeah, it but did. It, yeah. It's mad. What about yourself, Ryan? What would you tell your. Um, it's already self. got learned how to cut hair. Learn how to cut hair. And I think um, to make, remain positive throughout and not to, to be a bit more resilient because I think there's opportunities when we knew things were changing and it was really positive and then when things got locked down again, was, it wasn't so great of keeping control of myself. So being more resilient and learn how to cut hair. <laughs> Lewis, over what, to you. You're a well, question. I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm sorry, I'm going to follow on from that. Oh. What would be your, your haircut of choice? Be like a um, yours pulls, to be honest. A pop Yeah. Uh, curtains. <laughs> That's the old uh, Paul Hannah curtains. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Go on, Lewis, you're up. Uh, my question. Let me just rewind to an episode three weeks ago where you how know, can you follow up from that question, Lewis? <laughs> um, okay, my question would be is what <laughs> is your biggest learning from this last year? That's very similar to my question. Yeah, it is it's very not, similar. Your is. question was, if you could go back a year ago and tell your... I'll tell you what, so. my answer to that is, not go first, so you can nick my question. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll find the question completely different. What did you? What have you learned the most over, over the last year? Okay, I will say, very simply, stay connected to people. That's good. Before. That's good. <laughs> Answer me. <laughs> Apart from Lewis. <laughs> um, oh, no, no, hold up. We cannot just accept that as an answer. He's just flakes out there. Okay, then. So, yeah. So, initially, at the start of lockdown, I checked on everyone, they're okay. And then gradually, you never text of, me. Apart from you, Lewis, uh, and then gradually. He's in Moni tonight, isn't he? Christ. He's in the right mood. He says blue headphones. Um, <laughs> but I think it's around making sure everyone's okay. We've, we've seen lots of documentary and listened to those stories where people look okay, but they're not. So I think really asking questions, reaching out to people more often, and looking out for each other. Is that okay, Lewis? That put a bit of context. Yeah, I like that. Answer, answer. Thank you. Appreciate that. That's no problem. You carry on eating. Paul, over to you. I'll forget the where question. Where are Paul's ever actually? Well, oh, I haven't got any. I was in the, the question was um, same as mine. Paul, but give a different answer okay right okay um what <laughs> i like that um what have i what have i learned what's the what's the yeah. question what have i learned what have you learned your biggest learning that's not that's not correct english but yeah um your biggest learning over the last year that's that is that's amazing biggest lesson no biggest learning would you biggest say right are you okay Lewis, what are you eating uh, they're called uh, it's the last one actually they're called candy kittens oh god <laughs> right so my what I've learned my biggest learning 
Um, my biggest lesson is the fact that, I don't know, to be honest, I just think we need to, I've learned a lot, obviously I've got a new job, new house. Um, oh, tell you what, over the last year, um, buying a property is ridiculously hard and ridiculously long. I think yeah. I should put all my time and effort into making the, the um, what do you call it, the, the house buying process very mm -hmm. streamlined, go to Dragon's yeah. Den and be a millionaire, billionaire, because I just think it's so long-winded. It's absolutely it ridiculous. They just need everyone in the chain to sit around the table and get it done within a day. That's all they need to do. But yeah. it's just ridiculous. A bit like poker. So, Took them and eat you. Yeah, that's what they should do. So, yeah, what <laughs> I've learned is buying a house, buying a house is an absolute bloody ball ache. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, Thanks for that, Paul. What about you, Lewis? What's your question? Yeah. Uh, it's not your question. What's your answer to your question? The answer yeah. to my question will be coming up after this short interval. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that short interval to give me some time to think about my answer to my own question. <laughs> it's um, two days later recording. So like two days later. It's <laughs> taken me a long time to understand. Yeah, big, my biggest learning. My biggest learning has been just how many people have, have suffered or do suffer with some kind of mental health. Mm -hmm. You know, like we said earlier, the pandemic's brought it out of all, all of us. And it's yeah. like highlighted the need for some more support you know yeah, being in like being in positions that we're in like ryan where we're, we're managers <clears throat> the amount of people that and me just saying paul, paul. <laughs> i'm not sure I, but the amount blindsided of there yeah the amount of people that have <laughs> tried to open up and talk to me and want help and support for mental health mm -hmm this last year compared to the previous year it's just been phenomenal so yeah for me that is it's opened my eyes that we don't know who's suffering we don't know who needs help we don't need know who needs support but someone out there might need your support and someone might need your help and guidance to help them and that's my biggest learning and i'm surprised it took two days to get that uh, answer but thank you <laughs> for time to understand my question, my question, because neither, oh, neither of you are going to ask me. So, oh, what's your question? <laughs> I thought you'd already asked the question. No, 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 no. <clears throat> right. So, my question is dramatic pause. I know, I know. I, I, you'd think after two days, you'd be like. You'd have it ready. I thought you'd have it ready, yeah. Uh, I thought you'd recycle um, the one from last time, but go on. I forgot it. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> <laughs> We're not all like you, Ryan. My question is, how, how do you think mental health will be sort of I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to ask. How how do you think mental health will impact the curriculum of schools going forward? Because going back to, going back to the Roman Kemp documentary, he touched he visited a school in Tamworth that were actually covering mental health. So do you think 
other schools will will jump on that and I can't remember the the correct wording to say but you know use that school in Tamworth as a as a role model and and sort of you know take form with that and carry on with that um very long-winded question there Paul thank you for your question do you think do you think mental health should be part of curriculum in school absolutely I think Mm-hmm. you look at the curriculum what they learn you know it's about being relevant isn't it so yeah mental health is going to affect these people that are currently in school you know people that are probably in high school college at the moment that might finish their courses and unfortunately they might not have anything to go to when the, the pandemic's up because we don't know what's going to happen we don't know how many businesses are closing down or if people can afford things in the future so I think from an age, from an early age, I think people need to be taught how to speak about their feelings and that it's mm-hmm. okay to talk about their feelings yeah. um, and just be able to express themselves without feeling any pressure that they'll be, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm looking for a word. Uh, that stigma feel that there's there's no stigma attached to it and it's mm-hmm. it's okay it's not going to be frowned upon in the future so to answer your question paul uh, yes i do think it should be spoken about on a curriculum will it happen i don't know okay but whether whether schools want to teach it or whether they'll still see it as a taboo and try and avoid it that's the biggest concern you've got so we'll mm-hmm. see we'll have to see what makes it happen. thank you thank you for that paul great question that was a very question. Yeah, Ryan. Um, yeah, Ryan. Um, so I, I suppose you're all going to have very similar answers, aren't you? You know, it's it's a very direct question and not very. Yeah, but yeah, go ahead, try and answer it differently. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> um, I would say that I think when you're at school, from my time, I remember when you talked around like physical injuries and stuff. I think you should just touch on what mental health could be um and i think i think in some respects some schools do do stuff like this like how you're feeling all that sort of stuff but i think there needs to be a bit more cricket around well-being probably more so how you can look after yourself and your mental health as much as how you can look after your physical health and all that kind of stuff um i do think that over the next few months and years that we'll just transition um and you will, we will just naturally just all start drop, dropping into the curriculum. I definitely think there's a need for it. Um, but I think there's a bit of a, a change curved for this. Yeah, definitely. So I think watch this space. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, mean, need. I mean, being brutally honest, watching the Roman Kemp documentary and when I saw the children in the school, I was taken a bit back. I was like, pretty hell, you know. Um Obviously, with the answers that we, you know, that we're given, you know, the likelihood of them that being off the cuff, hmm, you know, it's it's being filmed for mm. for a documentary. It's probably that side of it is probably they know what they're going to say, but yeah, you know, I was thinking that's a bit deep off the cuff, and mm. I did take me back a little bit because I was like, well, in school, I'd never, it was that was never something you talk about, but I mean. I obviously I have I've children. Um my eldest is nearly three. He's three in April, so that's next month. Um 
and obviously I don't really drill mental health into him, but it's it's just little things like if he's happy, you know, you can see he's happy. I'll ask him, you know, how, uh, yeah. you know, are, are you are you happy today? And he said, yes, daddy, yes, daddy, a big beaming smile. And then if he gets frustrated with something, and he he'll, you know, and he, oh, what's wrong? I'm sad. Okay, why are you sad? I can't do this. And it's getting him to, you know, subconsciously know how he feels, you know, and, mm. and just talking to him, just, you know, I, I think, I think especially, you know, bringing children up, it's talking is just, you know, I've, I've been, his mother and I, we, we are very, we probably treat him a lot older than what he actually is. And we talk to him and yeah. explain stuff to him all the time from a very young age, right? we're doing this because of this and he probably yeah. didn't understand but i think we we can see the fact like he he does stuff and he'll explain to me why he's he's doing it and i think that comes from our parenting and i think yeah. it's so important for parents to to be able to to connect with their child on and you know recognize how they are feeling rather than just going on whether they're they've got a smile or whether they're kicking off sort of thing. It's asking them yeah. how they're feeling. Um, but yeah, as, as part of it being in the curriculum, I think, I think, yeah, something, something needs to be in there um, alongside obviously what you said about well-being and obviously looking after yourself physically as well. You know, obviously you, yeah. you have, you have physical education, mm-hmm. but you don't really get the theory behind it. It's mainly just you get dressed up and you know you get in your kit and go play football for a bit. You know you yeah. don't really get the theory behind it. But I don't know. I'm not a teacher, <laughs> so just just my views. Just my views. Fantastic. Well, I think it's um, yeah. I think it's very valid though, um, and I think it definitely has a place in the future. And it'd be interesting yeah. to watch your space. But as you said, small things that you're doing will have a big big impact in the future. I think. Yes. What would you want to do top tips? I want to hear yours, see whether it's recycled. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My top tip. Go on then, Lewis. Top tip. We'd want to come back to you. We haven't got all night, Lewis. Come on. Be positive and get back on the bandwagon as soon as you can. Like it. Gyms are opening in three weeks. Is it three weeks? I'm sure it's three weeks. It's got to be less than three weeks, but, you know, if you start now, You'll be in a much better position than where you what you were three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very true. Grant that, Paul. Your top tip? Was that, my was top, that your top tip? No, no, my top tip is go and no, make sure you book in with your barber. Make sure <laughs> you book in with you because you don't want to be that guy. No, that you don't want to be that guy. You turn up on the 12th of April and you're like, sorry, we're fully booked for a month. Yeah. You left. You left with this again. You left. Sure. And Hannah curtains. Yeah. The Hannah curtains. curtains. So all I'm saying is, make sure you book in with your barber and get this fixed. Get it sorted out. I'm in constant communication with my barber. Constant. <laughs> and Mr. Ryan North to end the show with a fantastic top tip. What have you got for us? Do you know what you're going to really like this? And this is quite a deep one. So is I it hope you appreciate this. No, it's not actually. So I went, I attended a wellbeing session a few weeks ago and at the whole two hour talk, there's one 
part of it that really stood out to me that I had so much value from and I hope that it adds value to other people. And the, the talk I talked around a simple exercise that can help you to start supporting your mental health and support how you think about yourself and gain some self-belief and, and stuff. So it's really simple, Lewis. And you probably will pull the list anyway. Oh, Sorry. I mean, Paul is that excited. <laughs> We've even had a bit of intro music to this. No, my phone was going off. Sorry. Um, but really simple thing yeah. is whenever you watch this episode, when you finish it, go and find a mirror. And before you go to bed at night, you look into the mirror and you tell yourself that you love yourself, right? And it might sound really vain, but some people have done this exercise at struggling mental health and they can't actually say it. They go, this is silly. This is what a waste of time. This doesn't make any sense. Why am I doing it? And they've tried to do it. And for weeks and weeks, they couldn't do it. So what the speaker said, if you, if you come to that challenge and you can't say it, say, I like you and work your way up. Because actually, as soon as you can love yourself and respect who you are as an individual, your mental health and other things will start moving forward a lot quicker. But that's the first hurdle supporting your well-being. Really interesting thing. Try and it's a very interesting exercise if you have time to do it. I, I do that. I, I do it sometimes. Look in the mirror. You demand. You <laughs> demand. You. You demand. But how does that make you feel when you do it? Fucking pumped up. You know what I'm saying? Like ready to take on the world. You just couldn't go through an episode without a swear word. That's We were nearly there. Home and can't, can't Sorry. Oh, run. No, Mr. Paul Anna comes out of the guns. Sorry. sorry but no, sorry. but that's similar thing to Paul. Yeah, no, I get that. Makes him pumped up. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's like I said, but some people have tried to do it and they can't do it. So if you're listening, have a go. And don't say, you don't want to say what I've just said, but you want to say a bit more what Paul's said or whatever. But try it. It's a step uh, to, to making your mental fair. So that's my top tip. Lewis, thank, thank back you. to you to round up this lovely It's episode. been a fantastic episode, you know. The last year has had its ups, had its downs. The podcast started last year. Did it start last year? Yeah, last year. It did, yeah. So that was a positive. Gyms reopen, 12th of April. Can't wait. You'll Let's see a lot of uh, a lot of progress, hopefully, ready for the summer. You know, we've got yep. three months until I'm 20, 29 this year. Jesus Whoa. 29 this year, wow. Jesus. Uh, hopefully, we'll get back on the bandwagon. Hashtag tunnel vision, get it out there. Big thanks to Revolver Fitness. They will be the ones that motivate, drive, and really push my mental health. It'd be great to see some people join, people come down to the gym. Hopefully, it'd be great if we can record an episode there. We'll have to let Revolver Fitness know. Can't just sneak in and record uh, record an episode. You hear loads of in the background. In the sauna. (laughs) But yeah, fantastic year, fantastic episode. And as always, stay safe, be mentally prepared. And if you need to speak to someone, don't be afraid to speak up. Peace out. Big thank, thank you for me. See you later. See you later. Bye-bye.